This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. He always wins. He did it again. He did it again. Oh, by the way, my comments are being picked up, making news once again on my Newsmax show. Uh, I really annoyed the liberal world when I said <laughs> that Donald Trump looked even more presidential while he was in police custody. I <laughs> have the tiger. Did you see him come through those first doors? Huh? And then sitting at the uh, defendant's table, he did not look like a defendant. All right. He looked like a boss. He looked like uh, a president. He looked like he looked bigger than the president. I mean, we've all seen thugs and lowlifes at the uh, at the witness table or at the uh, at the defense table being arraigned, all that stuff. This is what the left wanted. This is what they thought would happen. He would be um, just uh, look so like a common criminal, you know, like that's, that's the image that they wanted. And that's exactly what they did not get. You know, you can, <laughs> I don't know. You can put Donald Trump, you can try to put Donald Trump in jail, but he's still Donald Trump. And this case was a fraud. And now it's even, I mean, look, I was not expecting much. I knew it was going to be stupid. I knew it was going to be a fraud in and of itself, fraudulent charges, but it's beyond silly. It's totally, and there are Trump haters out there who are acknowledging that. I mean, listen to Alvin Bragg. I mean, is this, uh, <laughs> you, you can't stop Trump with this. Can you? Cut nine, please. Cut nine. So the, the, the charge is falsifying business records. Uh, the charge requires, as I, as I uh, specified, uh, criminal conduct that was concealed. Uh, one of the concealed crimes we allege is New York State election law. New York State election law? Does he seem at all confident in his own case? He's not? <laughs> I think they made him do this, by the way. Uh, New York State election law? Because this wasn't disclosed? Uh, oh, by the way, it was a federal election? He was running for president? That's a federal office, not a state office? He wasn't running for governor? He wasn't running for state senator or comptroller? Or whatever the hell other jobs we have in New York State? He wasn't running for any of that stuff. He said federal election law and the federal election people already looked at this. Uh, and you heard, have you heard the argument by now? Look, a little bit more. It's just skip all this crap for a moment. Let's go to Donald Trump in victory, in victory after that. Uh, I don't want to call it an ordeal because he try, he was just a champion every step of the way. And make no mistake, he is the most important person in America with more influence potentially than Joe Biden. You think Joe Biden's calling the shot in the White House? Okay, he's not. So we don't know who it is exactly. Is it Susan Rice? Is it Barack Obama? Uh, he's not the most influential person in America. It's somebody else. Uh, Donald Trump seems to be the most prominent person still. It was presidential level coverage yesterday. 
uh, or OJ, depending upon how you want to look at it. But uh, back in Mar-a-Lago with friends and family. Here we go. Cut 11, please. Cut 11. The only crime that I have committed is to fearlessly defend our nation from those who seek to destroy it. How about that? He's right. He's right. The only crime I committed is to fearlessly defend this country from those who seek to destroy it. And yes, they do. And how is that? Is that too, uh, is that too aggressive a statement? It's not. It's absolutely not. You know what their agenda is? They want to make Washington, D.C. a state. Two more senators. They want to make Puerto Rico a state. Two more senators. We'll have a permanent majority party. They will be the majority party, uh, and they will revamp the Constitution. They will change everything about America. They're already doing it. If you have a president who somehow they have manipulated to say that it's a civil right to use gender-neutral bathrooms as a child, it's dangerous stuff. They're trying to, and he's fighting it. And I am surprised, actually, I am very surprised that there aren't more out there like him that who aren't waging this fight. We got some heroes in Congress, but we have a lot of people who are keeping their head down and just waiting to see how this all shakes out. Um, then you guys should jump in with both feet. Cut 12, please. Cut 12. As it turns out, virtually everybody that has looked at this case, including rhinos and even hardcore Democrats, say there is no crime and that it should never have been brought. Never have been brought. Everybody. You know, it's funny. That speech last night, you know who covered it? You know who had it on television? Two channels. Um... Fox News Channel and Newsmax. It wasn't on uh, CNN. It wasn't on MSNBC. They dumped right out of it. Oh no, no, no! We don't. We can't. We can't listen to what the Donald Trump has to say. But all day long, they had helicopters and they were watching his every move. The 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 motorcade has left Trump Tower. Now it's proceeding uh, east along Fifty Seventh Street. You, I was doing the same thing, but I knew I was actually going to listen to him and cover the substance as well. How can you cover every single move? And what was, by the way, just a procedural thing. There was nothing, you know, it was a procedural thing. We did get to see the charging document, and we we saw how shockingly limited and empty it was. There's some interesting things in there, though, by the way. I'm going to get to it tonight. There are some laugh-out-loud funny things. Well, maybe not, but, um, and there are some things that are totally exculpatory for Donald Trump. For those of you who are still horrified that he uh, allegedly hooked up with Stormy Daniels, he did not. and. I'll tell you how I how I made that inference from this document a little bit later. Let's try uh, a little bit more here. Cut 13, please. Cut 13. This fake case was brought only to interfere with the upcoming 2024 election. And it should be dropped immediately. Immediately. <laughs> oh, that's it. Round of, okay. It should be dropped immediately. Uh, he talked about other cases that they're hassling them over. Atlanta, this has put everybody on notice. They're not going to go forward with these other cases. You know, the Atlanta district attorney is thinking about doing something because Donald Trump urged election officials, you got to find more votes. I know they're out there. you got to find them. He didn't say make them. He said find them. I'll have world-famous law professor, probably the most famous law professor in the world, Alan Dershowitz, on my show again tonight. He made that original point. 
if it's it's one thing if Donald Trump said you gotta you gotta you gotta stuff those ballot boxes, you gotta come up with some stuff, you gotta make these votes up, you gotta just just do that. He didn't say anything like that. He said you gotta find them. <laughs> They're out there somewhere. Find them. It's not a crime. You're allowed to speak in America. You're allowed to say stuff, especially if you're the president of the United States. You don't have fewer rights when you're the president. Okay. You don't. Have, you, you you still retain your rights as a citizen. He talked about uh, the Atlanta case. Oh, and how about August 8th, 2022? Yesterday really wasn't traumatic. I know some people thought it was traumatic. It wasn't. I mean, I, I told you, Eye of the Tiger, he came out on top. And that whole, that's a cliche now, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's why the media is all depressed today. They were depressed last night. And I'm looking at the, I'm looking at all the screens. Uh, they're talking about Finland is now a m- member of NATO. Finland. Congratulations. That's the big story. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Liberals. Uh, oh, the Wisconsin Supreme Court. The liberals won there. Uh, oh, CNN has gone back to it. They 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 dropped momentarily their coverage of Finland and NATO, and they're talking about the next in-person hearing for Donald Trump is in December. Wow, this is really a crucial pressing matter of justice in December. And they want the trial to start in January. <laughs> There's not going to be a trial, oh, by the way. The whole dumb thing is going away. It's going away. And in the unlikely event that there is going to be a trial, it'll have to be in 2025. I don't care how deranged, how much this judge hates Trump. And oh, by the way, the judge, and I do believe that there's probably friction, at least I'll say friction, between the judge and Trump, uh, at least in his family. And it's okay to talk about families. It is. We want everybody to uh, be happy and healthy. And you can be, but we can point out that the judge's daughter, who's 34 years old, a full grown woman, Works for Kamala Harris. It's no joke. Works for Kamala Harris. One of her digital coordinators. She worked there in the 2020 campaign. Now she's moved over to the Joe Biden uh, wing of the operation. A full-time political operative in the family. You got to recuse yourself. You can't. But no one's even talking about it. You know, somebody um, somebody got on my case. I'll get to that later. But it's funny. When you say certain words. The left, they want to get you in trouble. Like one time I said on television, you know, we got to fight for Trump. We got we to gotta do our part here. And you know what I said next? I said, we got to write letters to each and every member of Congress and say uh, that we have concerns about the election and we think under the Electoral Count Act of 1887, you can object. I said that out loud. We got to fight for Trump and we got to write letters. You know what CNN did? They just said, we got to fight for Trump. And then they cut it. And they said, they implied that I was out there urging people to get physical. So when I say the Democrats want to take Trump out of the race, I'm not saying they want to kill the guy. I'm saying they want to remove him as a candidate. They want to so burden him that he'll have to drop out. That's what I mean by take out. When I said at one point, you know, I, we got to take out this judge. That means he's got to recuse himself. He's got to be. There's got to be a public pressure campaign of some kind or his fellow judges or something. Doesn't mean we don't want anybody harmed. Peace. We want peace. Peace in America. Nobody harmed. Um, but they try to pretend that we're itching for violence. We're not, of course. And that's where I actually think this case is going. So the judge said, uh, you know, we can't have any language that encourages violence. We can't have this. We can't have that. But by the, le- the way the left does it, Anything they say, oh, that's you're encouraging violence. You use the word fight. You uh, you 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 looked at a baseball bat. 
know, Chuck Schumer can go out there and say, uh, this is the end of you, Kavanaugh. You will reap the whirlwind. Remember that? He committed a crime. That was a threat. That was a threat of physical violence. No metaphor. He was saying, you are in trouble. You are in physical peril. That's a crime. Chuck Schumer. Yeah, he did that. Uh, do we want to do one? Oh, here's Donald Trump talking about the other. He's got so many cases. He's got, but it doesn't matter. And I think they're going to back off. Um, remember the documents, uh, the documents hoax, the boxes hoax, all that stuff he took with him to Mar-a-Lago, as is his legal right. Cut 14, please. Cut 14. Aided by many gun-toting FBI agents who took whatever they wanted, including my passports and medical records. Everybody was in shock. Nobody had ever heard of such a raid before. We can't even believe it. Who would think that that could happen today? I immediately thought of the Fourth Amendment that protects against unreasonable search and seizure. But they did it anyway because our justice system has become lawless. They're using it now, in addition to everything else, to win elections. Um, true. Very true. All true. Um, but you got to be able to maintain a straight face when you do it. When you're when you're perpetrating a fraud like the Democrats are doing and using this um, this I think he's a poor soul. Uh, Alvin Bragg. I think he's uh, he's not independent. He's controlled. He's controlled by the left. He's controlled by Soros. There's a whole backstory to this guy with the money and he, he, the, the Me Too stuff. He's got, he's got problems. Doesn't sound like a confident guy. Does he cut 16, please? Cut 16. True and accurate business records are important everywhere, to be sure. They are all the more important in Manhattan, the financial center of the world. We cannot and will not normalize serious criminal conduct. He has, that is his calling card. That's what he does. He's normalized. He's normalized resisting arrest. He's normalized armed robbery. He's normalized uh, not paying for the subway anymore. He's normalized keeping dangerous people out of jail. That's Alvin Bragg for you. And if you think it's up to little old Alvin Bragg, that guy, no, 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 no. This is a vast left-wing conspiracy. I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. We also caused others to make false statements. The defendant claimed that he was paying Michael Cohen for legal services performed in 2017. This simply was not true. And it was a false statement that the defendant made month after month in 2017. April, May, June, and so on through the rest of the year. Oh, my God. You know when those legal services actually happened? In 2016. 
the paperwork says 2017, but it was really 2016. That's the crime. That's the crime. You know, when I'm writing a check for the first uh, four months of the year, I put the wrong year down, right? I put, right? Everybody does that. I'm just like, this is not a crime, buddy. This is, but did he really go to Harvard Law School? I mean, I mean, how the hell did this guy get in? And he was nervous and weird. We're talking about Alvin Bragg, total disgrace, disgraced himself, disgraced his, um, his family. Oh, by the way, his wife is now involved. Turns out his wife is a raging uh, nut job, yelling and screaming about uh, that Trump's a racist and all that stuff on Twitter, on Twitter. You know, uh, yeah, uh, people really should stay the hell off of Twitter. OK, I mean, it, it just uh, unless you want to own everything, uh, if, if you're one of those characters and they're out there, I'm, I'm I own it all. I I don't take tweets back. I don't care. Uh, but that put her husband and herself in a very awkward position. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is another uh, weird one. Uh, listen to cuts. Do we want to do this? Does it really matter? See, here's what I want to avoid. I don't want to go down these stupid legal rabbit holes like they convinced us to go down before. Russia, Russia, Russia. Remember that? And we were talking about the nitnoid details of that or the nitnoid details of the Ukraine impeachment uh, January 6th is bad enough. Actually, I have to go there because that's an ongoing legal thing and real people are at real risk. This is a joke. This is a joke. And uh, just so you know, um, they're either lying about it or they're not talking about it. Here's a great example of a fake news reporter lying his ass off. All right. Have you seen the pictures yet of Donald Trump? Have you seen the video? You know, pumping the fist. I've seen the pictures of him uh, walking into court and in court. So this bozo, I don't see his picture, but he's in the back of the courtroom, he claims. He's from MSNBC. And listen to uh, his sense of Donald Trump. You've seen the photographs, right? You've seen the evidence. Does this sound like uh, what we're seeing? Cut 22, please. Cut 22. When Trump came into the courtroom, he looked particularly angry, visibly shaken, and the most gaunt that I've seen him. And it was it was really striking. I've never seen him look so, uh, I guess, afraid. And I've never seen him look so serious uh, as he did today. What the? How can you be afraid and angry at the same? Afraid and so serious. First of all, he always has a serious look on his face. We saw it. And by the way, I want to look gaunt. Gaunt means your face is thin, right? He's been losing weight. Everybody's been commenting on that. He's been playing more tennis. How about that? Some fake news. And even if you deliver it with a British accent, it's still fake, buddy. Be right back. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I want to be clear. Donald Trump has attacked this judge very directly. Donald Trump has attacked the judge online. Trump has been attacking Judge Marchand online, saying the judge hates him, among other things. Yeah, with words. 
Okay? You're allowed to talk. You're allowed to talk in America, still, for the time being, at least. <laughs> uh, you know, we have uh, three branches of government, right? Uh, an executive branch, the presidency, right? Uh, people it's, people have lots to say about that. Attack all day long, the president. Democrat, Republican, goes to the territory. Members of Congress, of course. It's open season. You're allowed to talk about that stuff. Absolutely. Uh, but not the judiciary for some reason, not judges. What the hell's so precious about that? Huh? What is it? The moment this guy did not dismiss the case and say, I'm so sorry to have wasted your time, uh, Mr. President, uh, case dismissed. He's an adversary. And you're allowed to uh, you're allowed to take issue with adversaries. This is still America, ma'am. And oh, by the way, if you're allowed, uh, you notice they said online, right? He's been putting out truth socials about this guy. Um, I noticed that a mob showed up in front of Justice Kavanaugh's house. Remember that? Which, oh, by the way, is against federal law. There's a specific federal statute that says you can't picket, parade, protest uh, near the place of work or residence of a uh, Supreme Court justice. And I think it applies to federal judges, period. Can't do it. You can go down the block. The police will give you a place where you can protest, but you can't do it right in front of his house. God. Thank God that he's still alive. You know, a maniac saw that mayhem and drove all the way from California with a box full of weapons, and his mission was to kill Justice Kavanaugh. They got him. They got the guy. They were lucky. You know, Bragg talks about normalizing violence. I'm looking at, <laughs> uh, you see, we got a new maniac uh, mayor in Chicago, possibly as bad as Lori Lightfoot. Uh, police will continue to quit the force. Where did this, the normalization? And, oh, by the way, the the idea that you can steal, you can just steal, you can help yourself to whatever the hell you want. Uh, It's happening, uh, big stores, small stores. Where do you think that crazy notion came from? Hmm? Uh, No one's talking, again, about the situation in Nashville. Have we seen the, uh, the shooter's manifesto? Probably don't even know what I'm talking about. It was a seven days ago, eight days ago where that homicidal transgender individual with severe emotional problems most likely linked to their identity crisis, thinking that they were a man when they were really a woman, where would they have gotten that idea? Possibly by turning on television or scrolling through their uh, Instagram account or watching Netflix, because being transgender is hot right now, although it's not going to fix any of your problems. That's what a lot of people are signing up for. And it's messing them up. They have to take artificial testosterone. We have no idea what we're playing with here. But uh, no one's, no, that's just, that's ancient history. Ancient history. Six people killed. Uh, the, the, the transgender day of observance I see was Friday. But the manifesto is still in FBI custody. Um. <sighs> uh, Mm, let's try something here. I want Aaron in ooh, Bay City, Michigan. Hello, Aaron. Hi, Craig. Oh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, there's so much on my mind about this. Uh, back in 20, uh, 2015, when President Trump stood up on the stage and all those Manila, Manila business envelopes were behind him and he looked back at him and said that's just peanuts we're taking taking them and giving them to the kids wait a second wait a second wait a second manila envelopes behind him what are you talking about was talking about his business envelopes of his of his corporation i don't know i was there at that event there were no manila envelopes i don't know what you mean by that but i don't i don't i, I, I what are you talking about 
In 2015, during one of his campaign uh, visits. Uh, one of his campaign appearances, he did what now? In 2015, he had them all displayed. They were all closed, but they were all s- spread out, about 200 of them, maybe at more, all the way behind him, behind the sta- behind his podium, on the, on the stage floor. All right. I think you're, there, are two, there are two moments I think you might be getting at. He was at Mar-a-Lago, and this is right after Mitt Romney made fun of... Uh, Trump water, Trump steaks. Remember that? He called, Mitt Romney called him a failed businessman. This was in the spring of 2016. So in Mar-a-Lago, he broke out like all of his, he had little displays for all of his businesses. I think you might be talking about that. And or the financial disclosure he did uh, maybe after he was president-elect. I don't know exactly what you're talking about, but that's our two guesses. Well, what's the point? In treasuries, and he says, and then when the stock market went up, he says, I don't want to be unethical about it. He said he was always praising everybody that he said, boy, your your spouse will be so proud of you. You're winning, getting all that money from the stock market. Yeah, the 401ks because they right. were doing better under Trump. Yeah. yeah all right. And, so, yeah. And then uh, he worked for free. You know, he didn't take a salary or anything. Yeah. Uh, how much more transparent and love can a guy show? That's true. He, That's he could true. Have been on uh, The Apprentice Show, he could have been building skyscrapers. He put he said, make America great again. It's just self-denial. It's so interesting you say, you're right, it is, uh, he's very transparent, he's upfront about it all, and he's one of those very rare characters who's exactly the same off-air as he is on-air, and he never did get credit for that. A buck a year, he took one dollar a year, he had to, to be technically an employee, you have to take a buck a year. What's a salary for a president? $400,000. You think Joe Biden's giving that money away? He's not. Uh, Aaron, tell me a little bit about Bay City, Michigan, where is it? It's a, you take your index finger and your thumb and the, right in that cove there, and, little, and that's where Bay City is, right by the bay, of Saginaw Bay. It goes right into the uh, Lake Huron, yeah. and, it, and it actually works its way out to the Atlantic Ocean. All right, wait a second. You guys from Michigan do this thing all the time. Look at your hand, and I'm right in the middle of the hand when I ask your, where your Michigan left, your is. Your left hand. Left hand. All right, so wait. All right, if I do this little trick, is Lake Michigan... Uh, Lake on my Huron. left, is, is is it to the left of my left hand? No, uh, yeah, it'd be on the other side of the coast. It'd be on my left, the le- okay, it'd be yeah, yeah, my yeah, other side of my hand, my right? Yeah, yeah, and Huron's on your right side. All right, we can't forget the Upper Peninsula. What hand do you use for that, the other hand? Uh, well, no, the, actually the Upper Peninsula was owned by Wisconsin. Well, it doesn't matter, it's part of Michigan now. So what, uh, how does that work with your little handy-dandy hand trick? Well, okay, on your left hand, your thumb, tip of your thumb, and tip of your index finger on your left hand, and then in the cove, you go all the way down in the middle of your two fingers there, and that's where Bay County is, right, in that little... Well, no, that, we already covered that. I'm talking about the people up in uh, the Upper Peninsula. You oh, know, about yeah. a third of the state is up there, Traverse City and all that stuff, and you guys never talk about it. It's all about the hand. Yeah, well, that's that's the lower peninsula. The upper peninsula is these uh, Traverse Cities on uh, Lake Michigan. Yeah, well, I mean, well, you guys are always disrespecting it. Is it because it's underpopulated, in your opinion? Oh no, I used to drive up there semi truck all the time, 150 miles. I, we transported milk up there. I know, but you know what I'm talking about. It's like upstate, right? It's like the sticks. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's up by Manistee, uh, up oh. by uh, other north of um, Muskegon. Yes, of course. I know that. There, uh, what is he? Uh, those real towns. Aaron, I'm only kidding. I appreciate it very much, and uh, great points tonight. Great points today, this afternoon. Sessions, when well, you, you I, I got to run now, Aaron. Thank you very much. Um, uh, great guy, though. And the Michigan thing is, oh, I should have asked him about Gretchen Whitmer. Man, the worst governor in the world. Um, and too bad Tudor Dixon 
is not uh, still in the picture, although I think she might be coming back. Uh, there's a real good chance of that. Uh, did you see the picture of all these kids in Nashville? They've been radicalized. They're not talking about transgender. They're talking about gun control. And there's this picture that's going ultra viral right now of eight, nine, ten-year-old kids yelling and screaming their head off at uh, Tennessee lawmakers. You think they have any idea what's actually going on, or the, the issues at stake? Do they? Can they define an assault weapon? Hmm? That's silly. That's a trick question. Oh, by the way, the assault weapon, the assault weapons ban. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a child abuse. It's flat out child abuse, what they're doing to those, those beautiful children down there. This is very sad, oh, by the way, that one of Donald Trump's new lawyers, a guy named Todd Blanche, uh, had to quit his job at a law firm to defend Donald Trump. This is Mr. Blanche. Big deal attorney. He's working very closely with uh, Joe Tacopina. And uh, listen to this. Cut 18. This is right after the court session. Cut 18. I know there was a lot of talk over the past several weeks and the past several days about what's going to be in this indictment and what's going to be there that um, we don't know. There must be something besides what we've been talking about for the past um, four or five years. There wasn't. There's nothing. The indictment itself is, is boilerplate boilerplate or as i said last night i held it up and i'm like this is something you could get on legalzoom.com remember legalzoom i don't they don't you don't see commercials for it anymore but it used to be that lawyer the oj lawyer shapiro legalzoom.com and you can get you could download a will you could download uh anything you needed i guess now you can ask chat gpt have you heard about that chat gpt is uh potentially potentially pretty cool although i still think they have some bugs to to work out. So that lawyer, Todd Blanche, took this big job defending the 45th president of the United States. And guess what he had to do? He had to quit his big deal, the law partnership at Cadwallader, a law firm downtown, major law firm. And he's like, uh, he had to send out an email to everybody saying, yes, I, uh, I took this new assignment. And obviously, you know, I'm tendering my resignation. It's been nice working with you all. Why would you have to leave a law firm to take to take a legal case? That's America. That's how they have so toxified. I say toxified. They have toxified unfairly the atmosphere around Donald Trump. Ooh, you can't get near Donald Trump. You know what I mean? You'll, ooh, you'll be, yeah, you can't even talk. You, not, they've toxified him. That's a way you get the, um, you, get, you get most of the good lawyers to run away. You get most of the good people to not sign up for his administration. Because they're they're concerned about, you know, the headache and the hassle that will come with that. And the ostr- they'll be ostracized. They might even be uh, investigated. They might even be thrown in jail. I think Paul Manafort would have spent a moment in jail if he didn't sign up for Donald Trump Incorporated. No. Paul Manafort, the list goes on and on and on. I think the, wor- the most egregious example of unfair prosecution and persecution might be Michael Flynn. American hero, uh, everybody. All right, let's do uh, Maria in Short Hills. Hello. Greg, um, there's something that I've been feeling for the past really couple of months. I feel like we don't even have a president, really. Four years that President Trump was in the White House, I never once felt unsafe. We were prosperous. We were at peace. We had safe borders. We were energy independent. I can go on and on and on. 45 always had our back. 
now with Biden, I don't know about you, I just feel like, you know, you're on your own, kids, fend for yourself. And for that matter, what does Biden do all day? When was the last time the man even had a press conference? When he does leave the White House, he doesn't go far. He'll maybe go to a factory. He'll mumble a few words for five minutes, which totally is incoherent. And then he'll go back to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, where he's given all the chocolate chip ice cream that he could possibly (laughs) eat. You know, it is so it is so sad. It really is. And my hope and I pray and I pray every day that we see President Trump rightfully where he should be back in the White House. He's our only hope. He's going to need our help. uh, I think and our prayers and our prayers and God can do anything. And I think he's going to have to do a lot. uh, But I think it can happen. And you're right. We had peace and prosperity, peace and prosperity under Donald Trump. And now and it does feel like you're kind of on your own here. This guy is concerned about himself. You know, yesterday they asked him again, you know, do you comment? Do you care to comment about uh, what Donald Trump is going through? The Donald Trump indictment. You know what he did? He just grinned. He grinned an evil grin. I heard Congressman Jordan say it was a cheesy grin. It, it Cheesy, but also evil. Like he was relishing it all. Although he obviously hasn't read the indictment because it's a joke and it's only helping Trump. Um, it was so un, ungentlemanly, maybe. Unstatesmanlike, sure. Cheap. It was cheap. And this is the man who swore before God and all of us that he would unify the country. Remember that? That he would work to unify the country. Well, a lot of people yesterday were hurting. They, they care that much about Donald Trump. And to see him put through all that, although you, you, you never know how things turn out because it turned out to be great, right? So for him to just kind of blow us all off, you know, some, some tender words, some, some words of healing from Mr. Empathy himself. Hey, Maria, is it true that it's your birthday today? It is, and and what a happy birthday to speak to you, Greg. Uh, that's wonderful. What is the today's date? April fifth. April fifth. Nineteen. Uh, I'm not going to tell you the year <laughs> I was born. All right. All right. <laughs> happy birthday. I, th- thank you. But if I don't speak to you by the end of the week, a happy and blessed Easter to you and your family. Ah, uh, yes, that's coming. Oh, and Passover is going on tonight, right? Isn't it Passover yes, it is. tonight? Yes. Yes. Boy, you look that up in the Bible. That is one heck of a situation, right? What they did, you know, you know what I'm right with the blood and everything like that. It's wild. Anyway, we wish everybody a great Passover. Happy Easter. Um, You know who wasn't afraid to talk about Jesus on Easter? Yes, you know who? Donald Trump. You know who doesn't talk about him? Joe Biden, right? The most conspicuously church going man you ever saw. Right. And don't believe it. I'll be right back. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I like this. Even the fake news. Uh, The fake news did a little story on me, although strangely, it's totally accurate. It's totally accurate. And they think that it's a negative story. I actually love it. Get to that in a little bit. Uh, Here's something in Politico. Ooh. 
Rag's case against Trump hits a wall of skepticism, even from Trump critics. Alvin Bragg's case against Donald Trump is running into a wall of skepticism, including from left-leaning legal experts, liberal pundits, and some of Trump's Republican detractors who have otherwise been eager to see him held accountable. A day after the Manhattan District Attorney unveiled the history-making charging documents against the former president, some of Bragg's natural allies were left scratching their heads, and Trump world appeared emboldened by the uncertainties in the case. The post-arraignment hangover, (laughs) I like that line, was fueled by burning questions about the prosecution's legal theories that Bragg has, for now, left largely unanswered. Way to go, bonehead. The concerns were exacerbated by the noticeable absence of support and, in some cases, pointed skepticism about the case from many of Trump's critics in the legal community and Congress. I believe President Trump's character and conduct make him unfit for office. Even so, I believe the New York prosecutor has stretched to reach felony criminal charges in order to fit a political agenda. According to Mitt Romney. How about that, Mitt? How about that? Had to get your dig in there first, though, huh? What else did Mitt say here? The prosecutor's overreach sets a dangerous precedent for criminalizing political opponents and damages the public's faith in our justice system. Yeah, well, what about the two impeachments you voted for? Huh? How about those? You think that made America safer? You think that made our system safer, Mitt? You've got to work hard to make President Trump a martyr, added Representative Nancy Mace, Republican of South Carolina, another GOP lawmaker who has been critical of Trump. Congratulations to Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, who has managed to do just that. Some wondered why Bragg revived a case he had appeared to leave for dead just months ago. Others questioned the specifics, like how Bragg was able to elevate the falsification of business records charges against Trump into felonies, a move that requires evidence that Trump attempted to conceal a second crime. Still, others focused on the delay in bringing charges six years after the core underlying misconduct, alleged misconduct, hello, and anticipated that Trump will seek to toss the case for exceeding the statute of limitations. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty cool. I like it. I like it very, very much. Then there was one of you who I needed to talk to. Who is this? Where is that guy? Oh, yeah. Johnny in Sullivan County. What's the deal? Oh, hi, Greg. How are you? If they're writing about you, you must be doing something right. Um, uh, anyway, congratulations on Newsmax. I hounded AT&T to no end to hopefully that helped. But anyway, let me get oh, to thank the you. point. I know other people want to call. Um, I see Donald Trump hired two other attorneys to go with uh, Mr. Takapina. Um, I think that's a big mistake. That's my own personal opinion. Why? I think I, I think there's too many cooks in the kitchen. It's my opinion he should just stick with Takapina. Although the other gentleman is very good, but the female, he should stay away from her as, as far as possible. Why? Do you know her? I, uh, I know about her. I, have, I saw firsthand what she did years ago. When she worked in the federal system in their legal aid department, um, her attitude with people who wanted their day in court was, nope, everybody has to plea out. What's her name, everybody by the way? What's what's her name? Uh, Necklace is her last name. Necklace? I think it's Necklace. Susan Necklace. Susan Necklace, huh? The, All right. The so you don't. Know, sitting at. Yeah, the, one, the only woman at the table. I know you. Look, um, you got to have more than one lawyer there, for optics purposes at least. Takapina is great. I'm glad he's teamed up with this guy, uh, Blanche. He's got federal experience, former federal prosecutor, really good on First Amendment stuff, apparently. I don't know. 
Susan Necklace is in the picture as well. How do you know her again? You don't know her. You never met her, but how do you know of her? Why would you why would you have come why would you have crossed paths? I know I well, didn't exactly cross paths with her, but somebody I know very dearly did deal with her on first hand knowledge. Um, ah, come on. Everybody eventually... look, everybody has some detractor, all right? Believe me. Go go ask the people I used to work with, okay? <laughs> he's a monster, he's this, he's that. Some people think I'm an angel. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody and you know what? Sometimes when somebody is sitting at a table next to a president of the United States, it means they're doing very well and a little bit of resentment, a little bit of jealousy comes out. Look, everybody's trying to do the right thing. I'm sure she's made some mistakes. I'm sure she's made some uh, right moves. I think it's all going to be great. But thank you, Johnny. Greg Kelly Kelly. on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, some non-President Trump stuff for a moment, okay? Uh, We just heard from the cops involved in the Nashville takedown of the mass shooter. Um, Colazzo and Engelhart, I believe. Uh, hero cops will be playing some of what they had to say. They talk about their training. They talk about the whole situation. Um, they were made available by the Nashville police department. It's glad that they're acknowledging them. And, uh, wow, that, that footage, it's amazing though. It, it, it was like last week. I just thought everything would be kind of, I don't know. I just, people moved on really, really quick. And I know why in large part because of the, well, discomfort with the transgender status of the shooter. Uh, you can't have that. Now, if only he could have been a white good old boy. Oh, boy, this would still be the number one story in the world. Um, but no, it's uh, it was a transgender. And once that came out, they were doing furious, furious uh, operation. Change the subject. Well, I want to see the manifesto because the police said in the early stages of the investigation that her identity status had something to do with the motive behind the shooting. The other thing is they named the astronauts who are going to the moon. You know we're going to the moon sometime next year? Isn't that kind of cool? We're finally going back. Uh, although they're not going to walk on it, unfortunately, all that way, and they're not going to walk on it. Um, yeah, so this will be the first time since 1972 we've had Americans in deep space. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? The first time since night. We haven't been up near the moon since 1972. So they named the astronauts. Who are they here? Um, I actually met one of them once, Mr. Glover. I don't have his, uh, uh, where are the names here? Astronauts who helmed the first crewed mission to the moon in five decades were revealed uh, on Monday, queuing up the quartet to begin training for the historic Artemis II lunar flyby that is set to take off in November of 2024. The astronauts are NASA's Reed Weissman, Victor Glover, Christina Koch, and Jeremy Hansen of the Canadian Space Agency. Wiseman uh, is a 47-year-old decorated naval aviator and test pilot. All right, blah, 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 blah. Very cool, very cool, very cool. Hey, I hope they stick to the schedule. Can you believe that? We have not been to the moon. And here's the thing, though. It's a weird way we're going to the moon. I love that we're going. We're not walking on the moon this time. But you know what's going to happen? It's just going to be a one flyby around the moon. That's it. Not, they're not going to orbit the moon. Apollo 8, 1968, they, they went around the moon like 50 times. They're only going to go around once. Now, why are they going to go all that way and not take a few more trips around the moon? Well, uh, it's, the, it's the new way. It's the new way. 
Very quickly, and tell me if you don't think this is interesting, let me know, but I find it fascinating. And a guy named Al Warden once explained it to me. Al Warden himself was an astronaut who went to the moon, didn't get to walk on it in Apollo 15, went around the moon. So you blast off and go to the moon, right? You just blast. How do you actually do it? Because that rocket stops firing at a certain point, right? It stops firing. It runs out of gas. So what happens? How do you get to the moon? How do you get to the moon? Well, in the olden days, in Apollo, you took a picture of baseball. That's the Apollo rocket, right? And you're the strongest man in the universe, and you throw it as far as you can. And it just goes and goes and goes. It goes 10,000, 20,000, 100,000 miles up. And then it starts to slow down because, you know, you, you only threw it so fast. It's going to go a certain amount of time, and then it's going to fall back. And right Right about the time it's about to start falling back to Earth because you threw it so hard and so far, right about that moment, you know what happens? The moon catches the baseball. The moon's gravity starts pulling that baseball in. So before it can fall back to Earth, the moon starts pulling it in. It starts falling to the moon instead. Uh, When I heard that, it changed everything. I just kind of under, it was like, oh, really? Is that how it works? Anyway, um, and once we got to the moon, we caught the moon's gravity and we went around and around and around. The thing is, back in Apollo 11, to get back to Earth, what did they do? They fired a big giant rocket to get back from the moon, to break out of the moon's orbit, moon's gravity, and start going back to Earth. And the same thing happened. They fired that rocket and it got them so far. And then all of a sudden, the Earth's gravity pulls them the rest of the way. So we're not, for whatever reason, it's not going to have one of those big rockets anymore. So it's going to be one big, bold kind of blast off. It's going to go about 18,000 miles up, and then it's going to start falling to, it's going to basically do the same thing. It's going to start falling to the moon, and since it doesn't have that rocket, it's going to slingshot around the moon once, slingshot around the moon and come back. It doesn't that sound like, it? I don't know, it sounds like it's a little bit on the cheap. I know they know what they're doing. I don't know how they're going to figure out how to land people on the moon. I think that the over the ship overhead is only going to come back like once every couple of days, so they'll be on the moon for a long time. But I can't wait until that happens. I, I, I really think it'll be a great thing. Don't you? Isn't 1972 uh, a little bit too long to wait? I think so. Um, uh... Donald Trump, uh, are we good with that? Are we good with that? We know we didn't do anything wrong, right? You know they're just trying to make us feel squeamish about the Stormy Daniels thing, right? You know that's part of their game here. Oh, Stormy Daniels, no, nobody can talk about Stormy. No, like we, we, we're fine with that. What about, what about Karen McDougal? Who the hell's Karen McDougal? She's some Playboy playmate that um, may or may not have had an affair. Now, here's the thing that they try to make a big deal out of. They say that David Pecker from the National Enquirer, was scheming with President Trump and Michael Cohen to suppress stories that were negative to Donald Trump. All right, so one guy, David Pecker, working with Michael Cohen, scheming together to suppress negative news about Donald Trump. And they use that word, scheming. They were scheming. Um... Isn't it great that Donald Trump had at least one person in the media trying to suppress negative stories about him? Think about the advantage Joe Biden had. Joe Biden had the entire mainstream media complex defending him, suppressing negative stories. What about the entire intelligence community 
defending him, suppressing negative stories, uh, discounting negative stories, lying about them, saying that they were Russia disinformation. Donald Trump had one guy, one guy, David Becker from the National Enquirer, one guy who would do him that favor. And oh, by the way, did he charge him money? Was that, was that, I don't think actually David Pecker was the one charging money, but it's one guy and they called it a scheme. So if it was a scheme to suppress negative stories, and by the way, every campaign wants to suppress negative stories. They want to, and they'll take, they'll, they'll, they'll work to that direction. But scheme, it's a scheme. Did we talk about uh, Alvin Bragg's Me Too problem? So a woman he went to college with, Harvard, um, has been telling people all over town that Alvin Bragg did something to her that she didn't like. She doesn't go into detail, but she didn't like it. And she made some people aware in the George Soros world, Color Me Change, whatever that group is, that this guy is a bad guy and you should not be backing him. And you know what? They listened. So they took $500,000 away from him. $500,000 in one of these uh, little district attorney races, you can do amazing things with that. You can change the world with that. That's a backdoor that Soros has driven an aircraft carrier through and is totally rearranging life as we know it. I spend a lot of time on this, oh, by the way, in my book, Justice for All, how the left is wrong about law enforcement, which is still doing well. I appreciate your support. I appreciate you taking a look at it, buying it. You can go to Amazon, put in Greg Kelly book, or you just put uh, Justice for All by Greg Kelly. How the left is wrong about law enforcement. Um, yeah, George Soros, just these tiny little races, and nobody was paying much attention to them. And generally speaking, for district attorney, it's basically two people. Trying to say how tough on crime they're going to be. No, I'm tougher on crime. No, I'm tougher on crime. No, I'm tougher on crime. Now the contest is because they've rigged it with all these maniac far leftist people. I'm soft on crime. No, I'm softer on crime. No, I want to. I want to defund the jails. Oh, really? Well, I want to defund the police. Oh, really? Well, I want to abolish the jails. Oh, really? I want to abolish the police. These are the kinds of debates they have at these wacko forums. And they are unbelievably wacko. And these crazy forums that give us D.A. Bragg, they also gave us Ewick Adams. Yes, they did. Yep, that's how we got it. I point out on the show that D.A. Bragg, I can't stand D.A. Bragg, makes it sound, that Alvin got 82,000 votes in a city of uh, how many people? 8 million? 82,000 votes in the June 21st primary, the last day of school. And that's the day that, uh, what's his name, Uh, Eric Adams became the Democrat nominee. He got 210,000 votes on the last day of school. Why do they have it on the last day of school in June? Because nobody's thinking about elections, and they don't want anybody to show up because they don't want democracy. They don't. For all the talk about it, they hate it. And you can't get things done. You know that World Economic Forum that they're always so excited about? The guy who runs that says that China is the ultimate model. And if you want to be, if you want to be efficient about things, if you want to get things done in a weird, crude way, you know, I'll give it that to the Chinese. They can be, uh, you know, they can be effective in getting the, their agenda done. But as John F. Kennedy once said, well, we don't have to build a wall to keep our people in. You know, they may be efficient, but we don't have to keep a wall. And they're not efficient, though, by the way. They're 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 just uh, they're godless and terrible. 
And Joe Biden is so proud of his relationship with him. What is why would he be proud of hanging out with President Xi? Oh, by the way, we can't get him on the phone. Cannot get him on the phone. Um, President Xi will not take Joe Biden's phone call. And the Minister of Defense in China will not take General Austin's phone call. General Austin, Secretary Austin. That fellow there who runs that outfit. <laughs> uh, Max in Manhattan, yeah? Kelly, thank you for, uh, Kelly, thank you for taking my phone call. Um, I, um, I'm really saddened by what we're seeing with what happened to Trump. I think it's. A Are big, you really, uh, Max? I think you're kind of jerking me around because you called the other day and you said that uh, you said other things. I, I don't know. Do okay. you just like to get on the radio? I mean, do you believe in anything? I can't tell. I can't figure you out. What's the deal? Well, I'll tell you what. What's uh, what's bothering me about this is that they it seems like a. I mean, it's a shame, but it's also a smokescreen. And I say this because Lindsey Graham and others in Washington are trying to push a bill. They can cut. This is going to sound weird. They can cut off yeah. your cell phone, computer, or home appliances at any time. It's called S six eight six. Senate Bill six eight six. And it can and, do um, what? Are you sure? Are you listening to the Frank Morano show, which is a great show? But I know they're always talking about stuff like this. No, uh, no, no uh, green creatures, and we're not talking about uh, trips to Mars or anything like that. All right. So what? What is it? So what now? It's uh, no. I mean, I don't I want to talk like, about that. I got to look it up. All right. So, what's the what's the overall point? The point here is that the, the, the Trump, the, what's happening with Trump now, is also being used for a smokescreen to hide what's happening with the passing of this bill by Lindsey Graham and uh, others of his cohort, other cohorts of his. Six eight six. Six eight six S S like Sam or Senate. Six eight six. Hmm. Let's see here. Six S six eight six. Let's see here. Uh, the Restrict Act. Right. Is that it? Uh, yeah. I, All I right. Let know. me see here. Let me see here. Restricting the emergency of security threats that risk information and communications technology act or the restrict act. This bill requires federal actions to identify and mitigate foreign threats to information and communications technology products and services. It also establishes civil and criminal penalties for violations under the bill. Specifically, the Department of Oh goodness gracious! I don't want to read all this. All right, wait. Uh, they must identify, deter, disrupt, prevent, prohibit, investigate, and mitigate transactions involving ICT products and services in which any foreign adversary, such as China, has any interest, and two that pose an undue or unacceptable risk to U.S. national security or the safety of U.S. persons. So far, so good, Max. I don't see the problem. Well, as it says, uh, the devil's in the details. Um, I'm assuming you're reading off your government website. Congress.gov. Oh, you're telling me it's a, on a secret website somewhere else? Are they holding it back? Well, I'm Did you read any of this stuff? Did you actually read the bill? You can't read devil- blogs that tell you about the bill. You got to read the bill itself. And right. you know, I, so I don't know if you've done that. I don't know if you've done that because I'm looking through this and I don't see anything like what you just talked about. Nothing. Okay. I'm. All right, Max, you got to do your homework before you come on The Greg Kelly Show. We, we, I think we talked about this before. I'll be right back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. 
paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Um, you know I'm no Jill Biden fan. Jill Biden. Joe and Jill. For a lot of different reasons. I can't stand Jill. Uh, number one, the... Oh, it's not Jill Biden. It's Dr. Jill Biden, right? Remember that farce? Do- you got to call her Dr. Jill Biden. Before you interview her, a bunch of like eight people tell you, you got to call her Dr. Jill Biden. Not a real doctor, but you got to call her that. She got an EDH. Did you ever call Bill Cosby? Did we ever call Bill Cosby Dr. Bill Cosby? No, it's Bill Cosby. Well, technically, he had the same degree that Jill had. He has the same degree that Jill has. And he doesn't want to be called doctor. You don't call... The only place where she could be appropriately called doctor would be at an education symposium on kindergartners. That's it. The, the real world does not call her uh, doctor. What else don't I like about Jill Biden? Oh, the way she treated her first husband. You know, she was married to a really great guy, all around great guy named Bill Stevenson. And um, guess what? Bill Stevenson caught his wife fooling around with Senator Joe Biden. Sorry, but it's true. And you know what? It's part of life, unfortunately. These things happen, and I'm not judging anybody. I do sound a little... No, I'm just pointing it out. I'm pointing it out. Because uh, Bill Stevenson seemed like a really nice guy. And here's something else that bothered me about that story. Look. These things happen. It happens in life. It does. And... When you run for president, it's all supposed to be on the table. Now, I'm not saying anybody should not have voted for Joe Biden because his wife got divorced. Heck, Ronald Reagan was divorced. It doesn't matter. But it's on the table, right? You find out about it. Everything comes out. Except if you're a Biden. Except if you're a Biden. That story, you know where it was? Inside Edition. That's it. The Daily Mail. The only print uh, publication. New York Post. The, uh, the New York Times. Nobody wanted to write about that. It's part of the story. And Bill Stevenson alleged that a sitting U.S. senator stole his wife. That's a pretty tough act to follow. He owned some bar in downtown Wilmington. Joe Biden's a U.S. senator. He was single at the time. He lost his wife, very terrible, and his daughter. But he's a single man about uh, Wilmington, Delaware, Washington, D.C. And he takes the wife, according to Bill Stevenson. And I don't, you know, I, I just, if this story were understood by the electorate or at least was not censored, I'd be, at, I'd be, I wouldn't be talking about it right now, but it was censored. And one of the reasons why you think about, do I want to run for president? Do I want to run for mayor? Because it's all going to come out, I guess, except if you're Joe Biden. Well, Jill uh, doesn't even know how to invite a basketball team to the White House. She's screwed that up, and now she's screw- Now she's apologizing. She's screwing up the apology. The entire NCAA hates her now, and it's quite the spectacle. But I do feel for her on this on this one thing. Be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Oh boy, oh boy. Here we go. The war on white women. I think it's a war on white women, and this is where I'm cutting Jill Biden a little bit of slack. I am. I am. Because, uh, wow, the least prestigious, the least status you can have in America is a Karen, right? Karen, oh boy. If you stick up for yourself, if you offer an idea that perhaps is somewhat unorthodox, uh, I don't know. You're just, if you 
say you can't follow me into this uh, apartment building because you're a stranger and I've never seen you before. You could be called a Karen and be on the nightly news, international news with David Muir. What's that show called? The World News Tonight show with David Muir, with David Murray. Uh, you know how much money they spend on his hair? <laughs> uh, anyway, you heard what's going on with uh, I don't really care for uh, college basketball or uh, professional basketball. I can't get into sports. It's a whole different. It's a whole thing. It's a whole psychological thing I got going on, but I'm not real. I could care less and they could care less about me. Right. Athletes. I could never understand. Did you see what those University of Connecticut maniacs did? Great. Your team won the game. Uh, destroy your campus. That's what they did. They jumped up and down, flipped cars, burned things down because your team won. <laughs> I don't I never understood that. Anyway, uh, what happened? OK. The University of Iowa, I guess uh, they came in second place. They lost to LSU, Louisiana State University. And there was a tense game, and this, uh, this woman named Caitlin happens to be white, was given a technical foul late in the game, kind of like what they're doing to Donald Trump, you know, this technical stuff, technical foul. She didn't do anything wrong. Everybody was aghast. How could you technical foul her? But that player on LSU, Angel Reese, now she's got big attitude. Big, big, big attitude. Uh, so LSU wins. They win the whole kit and caboodle, right? And she somehow says, I guess Jill Biden, let me see here. She says, we should invite the winning team and the losing team to the White House. Um, I know we'll have the champions come to the White House. We always do. So we hope LSU will come, Biden said on Monday. But, you know, I'm going to tell Joe, I think Iowa should come too because they played such a good game. Is that the worst thing in the world you ever heard? No. Would I have thought twice about it? No. It's a little bit, uh, it's a little, I, okay, I mean, yeah, sure. I, I More the merrier. I, I don't know. Who cares? You know what I, you know, that's, they're saying that's racist. Yeah. They're saying this is the latest outrage. The first lady's idea, this is, this is Fox News. The first lady's idea backfired immediately as thousands of quote tweets rolled in over the course of just hours. Bishop Talbert Swan. Is he a real bishop? Oh my God. A bishop is weighing in. A bishop. He's a fake bishop, obviously. Bishop Talbert Swan wrote, Jill Biden is a white woman and suggested the first lady's race was why she invited the Iowa women's team. Of course, she wants the president to invite the team of predominantly white women that lost when the winning team of black woman, that's what he wrote, woman, the winning team of black woman come to the White House. And Bishop Swan needs to work on his grammar. She wants to give white women the same privilege that black women earned. This is America. Ooh, wow, how deep. Bishop Talbert Swan. Who the hell is this creep? Pastor, prelate, activist, author, radio host, chaplain, NAACP president. But Ben Jealous was the NAACP president. Uh... You can find him on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok. Yeah, that's where a pastor should be spending a lot of time, TikTok. Okay, not a fan, not a fan. Going back, oh, oh and this starts a whole thing. Jill Biden, invite, this is Torrey. You ever see this clown? Actually, I ran into him once or twice. I, he makes a good point every now and then. Not here. Jill Biden inviting Iowa to the White House has Angel Reese and black people everywhere heated. Really? Everywhere? Everywhere black people are he Torre, spokesman, king of all blacks. 
Who's that guy that Howard Stern has? Does he still have that guy on the show? Jill Biden inviting Iowa to the White House as Angel Reese and black people everywhere heeded. The White House has a crisis on his hands. According to Torre, the new king of all blacks. Jill Biden inviting Iowa to the White House as Angel Reese and black people. Okay, I already did that. Another user slammed people defending Jill Biden saying it was such a good game and it brought awareness. Awareness of what? Oh, my goodness gracious. Foul, foul language. It rhymes with rich. Okay, but starts with a B. Riches, I can't say the B word or, you know, right? Okay, the B, the B's been playing basketball for years. And then she takes the Lord's name in vain. Mark Lamont Hill, another race-baiting uh, fool, a real hustler. If Iowa had won, you think the Bidens would be inviting LSU? Of course not. Whiteness is a hell of a drug. I'd like to look it up. I'm actually, I'd like to, I mean, now I'm kind of curious. You know, people just run with this stuff. Is the, look at the bench of Iowa. Is it predominantly white? Is it predominantly, you'd be surprised. I, I, I'm just, maybe, 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 maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Keith Boykin. That guy sounds familiar. Wasn't he on uh, MTV? Keith Boykin, who worked for former President Bill Clinton and frequently appeared on CNN, tweeted, no, ma'am. When black women win a national championship, they should not be forced to share the stage with the losing team. Oh, my God. You see, they made it a federal case. And what team is Angel, Angel Reese on? What team is she on, Diego? What team is she on? All right. Whatever team she's on, I want her to lose. All right. So she shows uh, LSU. She's on the winning team. Uh, and now she's, oh, this is great. She can be outraged. She can be offended. She can be... Um, and this is valuable. This is something that you can um, monetize, potentially. You get to go on some podcast I never heard of and speak your mind. May we? Shall we? Go ahead. The one-minute clip. Notoriously, yeah. winners go to the White House. Yeah, That's, facts, for sure. It's always Hands how down. it's been. Yeah. Second place, third place, fourth place, fifth place. You don't get to go. No, no, no offense, but we won. We go. And now you have the first lady saying she's going to invite the runner-up yeah. to the White House. How does that feel? knowing that that's never been done. And in this situation, now there's an exception possibly being made. I just know if the roles were reversed, it wouldn't be the same. If we were to lose, we would not be getting invited to the White House. And I remember she made a comment about both teams should be invited because it would be the, it was sportsmanship. And I'm like, are you saying that because of what I did? And what, like that stuff like that, it, it bothers me because you are a woman at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. White, black, Mex it doesn't matter. You're a woman, you're supposed to be standing behind us before anything. So. It's hard to see things like that and not to comment back on it. But at the same time, like, I have the platform right now where I can speak out and a lot of people have had my back through it. So yeah. I'm proud to be in a situation like this and nobody's giving her grace right now. Trust me, nobody's giving her grace. And that's why she's trying to backtrack on what she said. Well, maybe you, could, maybe you could give her some grace. How's that, Angel Reese? How's that? The whole country's jumping down her back and you got to join in, huh? Let's see here. And we go on. LSU's Angel Reese rejects Jill Biden's apology for White House invite. You said what you said. LSU star Angel Reese and her teammates likely aren't visiting the White House anytime soon. Reese, 20, spoke candidly about all this stuff. All right. We already said that. So stuff like that bothers me. Oh, and the other thing is she wanted to come to the locker room, apparently, the first lady, and they told her, no, you can't come to the locker room. We want Michelle Obama. Where's Michelle Obama? Where's Michelle Obama? Hmm. Hmm.
The tension between the First Lady and the LSU Tigers may have begun before the Women's March Madness Championship game on Sunday. According to Reese, Jill had offered to meet with both teams in their locker rooms before the game. We said no, Reese revealed. We said we didn't want to. She's unaware, she's unsure if Iowa accepted the invitation to meet before tip-off, but Reese said LSU rejected the offer initially because of Joe's bracket. He picked somebody else to win the national championship. He didn't even put us on his bracket to go out of Baton Rouge, so I was like, bet. I don't know what that means. On Monday, Reese reacted to the news that Jill was, enough with this idiot. Now, guess what? Everybody is kissing Angel Reese's, you know what, her ass. Hey, let me hear that next little clip. Is this where she gets really foul? I think there's another one. This is, and she was, I saw her, and I'm not a basketball person, but I'm like, why is she doing that thing with her face? And why is she yelling at that Caitlin girl with her technical foul? Because she's got an attitude and a chip on her shoulder. May we please go ahead? Well, she wants to come out and apologize, but at the same time, the damage is I don't done. accept the, I'm not going to lie to you, I don't accept the apology because mm. of, you Jill, said what you Jill said. Biden. Yeah. First lady. The, the wife, lady. yeah. You said First what you lady. said and you, you met with I said what I said, and like, yeah. you can't go back on certain things that you, you say. I mean, you felt like they, they should have came because of sportsmanship, right? They can have that spot. Like, we'll go to the Obamas. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> I'm going to see Michelle. Does, I'm going to see Barack. Uh, hold on, hold on. So, did did you guys speak to the first lady? No. Apparently, she was supposed to come to our locker room before the game, but we said no. Before the game? Yeah. They were all. She was supposed to come to our locker room and go to Iowa's locker room. I don't know if she talked to the, the lock, them. I don't know if she did. But we said we didn't want to. We didn't We didn't want her coming Why? to the locker room. I think Joe Biden had put somebody else to win the national championship. He didn't even put us on his, his bracket to get out of Baton Rouge. So I was like, bet. <laughs> I mean... Uh, don't the, all the presidents make a bracket up and put it out there? I know Obama did it. Did it really annoy the other teams that weren't in that bracket? Uh, eh, I guess I could see that getting getting under my skin. I'm sorry, but I think she's got a little bit too much attitude. I would like to see a little bit of apology, a little bit of I, I would see, like to see a little bit of forgiveness, a little bit of grace. But no, you don't do that in America. You take it, you run with it, and you milk and you milk it to all hilt to the to the hilt. By the way, I don't think Angel Reese has been to the White House recently. Obviously, she hasn't because she would see if she went around the East Room of the White House every single event. Uh, well, it's um, you. It's not predominantly white. All right, it's they're 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 especially this White House. They're very sensitive to that. You can't have too many white people in any one picture. You can't. No way. So there's all kinds of diversity uh, there. Jill Biden momentarily, gosh, everybody jumping down her throat. Uh, I know that's kind of rich coming from me. I can jump down people's throats uh, like like that. Um, and maybe I should take it easier on people sometimes, you know. I do love to point out, and it's true. I mean, it's kind of an interesting moment. It gives us something to think about, talk about. Angel Reese is obviously not a bad person. She's got her opinion. I think we all we're all creator. We're all God's creation. And I don't like everybody, but I do love everybody, including, including uh, you, Norman. Hello, Norman. You're in Brooklyn. What's your deal? Oh, hello, Greg. I love you, too. Um, oh, wait a second. No, don't say it like that. You've, there was a little bit too. In, uh, all right. All right. All right. I love you, too. All right. What, uh, what, 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 <laughs> okay, Greg, I take it back. No, no, no. Don't do deal. All right. I'm sorry. What's up? 
All right. Uh, I just was going to tell you, I, w- I was yesterday, I was on the ground there uh, in front of the uh, Bragg courthouse with the uh, all the other Trump supporters and the screaming maniacs on the other side. Um, I, well, I didn't go. I didn't go to them. The uh, the leftist uh, communists on the other side. All right. So what happened? Uh, yeah, things were pretty, pretty well behaved. Um, the uh, the uh, leftists kept trying to come into the uh, designated area for the Trump supporters. Um, they didn't seem to respect uh, respect us at all. Um, but what makes you say that? What makes you say that? I got a lot of abuse yelled at me uh, from them. You know, what did they say? Uh, what did you F- F- you? Well, look, you went to a rally. You, 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 you went to a political rally. You know, you're going to get some of that, right? Correct. Correct. And thank God for the NYPD, because if they weren't there, uh, there would have been bloodshed. So it's it's a good you bloodshed. Know, I, bloodshed. It was that tense. Really? Yeah, it All is right. that tense. You know what I would have liked? I guess me, I, I kind of wanted to go. You know what I would have liked? I would have liked to have seen somebody make friends with somebody on the other side. I've been trying, Greg. I tried it uh, at a drag, uh, drag show story hour uh, last weekend. I went to two protests, and I made it my business at the end of the rally. There were two guys. We, they had a DMZ up the, up the center of the street. We were on one side, and they were in front of the library. And... Uh, uh, they being the uh, drag queen uh, leftist people. And, uh, you know, we were kind of shouting back and forth at each other. And then at the, towards the end of the rally, uh, we I, we started talking to these two guys, two young guys. All right, and they, got, they, and they, said, they, they wouldn't have it. They got mouthy again, right? Come on, come on over. Come on over. We're not going to kill you. We're not going to bite you. And um, I, I, I finally said, uh, I'm going over. And I actually indicated. To All right. So what happened? Get to, what happened? What happened? What happened? The moment we, of truth. I fist bumped him. I fist bumped the kid. And I said, listen, I respect whatever you say. We got to get along. And God bless you. And I walked back. I fist bumped him. And I walked back across to our All side. Right. I think you took it a little too far. You don't have to say you respect what they say. You disagree with what they say. You abhor what they say. But you respect their right to say it. I think that. Right. Right professional the way you are all right norman you're the best thank you very much i gotta do oh it's time it's time sandra in new jersey yes very quickly oh i wanted to wish you and everyone a happy passover a happy um easter and a happy ramadan and i wanted to mention you know this hush money backfires look what happened to alexander hamilton he had an affair with mariah and the husband found out and he gave the husband hush money, and it ended up he ended up getting accused of putting funds in places where it wasn't supposed to be, like it was supposed to go to the veterans, and they claimed that it didn't go there. So what I'm saying is... Yeah, and Alexander Hamilton yeah. wound up shot. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know that. You, oh you didn't God. know that? Of course he did. He was killed by Alan Byrd. Does that have, does that have anything to do with the affair? I know who's going to know the answer to that one. Barbara, when we come back, Sandra... Very, very profound. Uh, well, give me a moment, please. Thank you very much. Sorry, I got to go. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. I'm, I'm happy. I mean, all year I was critiqued about who I was. Nobody, I don't, yeah, yeah, the narrative, I don't fit the narrative. What? I don't fit in the box that y'all want me to be in. I don't care. 
I'm too hood. I'm too ghetto. Y'all told me that all year. Wait, that's your... But when... What? Other people do it. In basketball? Y'all don't say nothing. Y'all? So this was for the girls that look like me. Oh, that brother. That's going to speak up on what they, they believe in. Oh, yeah. It's unapologetically you. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did it for tonight. This was for... The, more than, it was just bigger than me tonight. It oh, was right. bigger than me. Twitter is going to go into rage every a time. Significant basketball and, game. I mean... I'm happy. I feel like I've grown, helped grow women's basketball this year. I'm super happy and excited. So I'm right. looking forward to celebrating in the next season. And then she uh, she refuses to accept anybody's apology. She said what she said. Well, you said what you said. You know, there was once a time, not too long ago, where you'd probably, you know, sit down and, I know, an ounce of reflectiveness. You just reflect on something. And When does compassion kick in? Does it ever kick in anymore? Um, I wonder. All right. Uh, listen, I'm sorry. I'm a little bit behind on calls, but we got the, we got Barbara. Barbara, hello again. So good to talk to you. What's Hi. going on? Hi, Greg. I, I'm just listening to, among other things, you calling out favorably the attorneys who have stepped forward to represent Trump, especially the one that had to resign from his firm. And what that brought to my mind is what we're seeing now is who in our country especially among our politicians and public figures, are actually patriots. Not that they have to support Trump to be a patriot, but they have to support the rule of law. They have to support separation of powers. They have to report the truth. And and those are the people who are the patriots. So when I think back to what Thomas Paine said, which is so appropriate now, these are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will in this crisis shrink from the service of his country. And then he goes on to talk about, but he that stands now in the service of his country deserves the love and thanks of man and woman. And that's what we are seeing now. Who is going to come out to support our liberties, to support our Constitution? to step across party lines, to defy their friends and risk being canceled by people who support lies and who support the destruction of our system of law in this country. So I think we have to think now, I'm going to start making a list of patriots and you've brought several of them forward. And it can be politicians, public figures, but it can also be newscasters. It can also be commentators. It can also be your average citizen. We need our patriots to step forward now. And it can be your adversary as well. It can conceivably be somebody who disagrees with you on everything. Alan Dershowitz, case in point, he's uh, he's a liberal. He votes for Democrats all the time. He prefers Hillary Clinton to Trump. But he says that doesn't matter. He's fighting for the Constitution. And what has happened is totally unfair and ridiculous. He's great. He's going to be on my show. There's a Democrat congressman in California named Kahana. He's been fantastic on some of these issues. Hey, did you say Tom Paine said all that stuff? Yes, Thomas Paine, who wrote The American Crisis, a pamphlet series that he wrote that helped to prepare the American people for the war and helped prepare the colonists and also helped us to win when things were looking very, very dire. Oh, sure. Yeah. Did not win. Common sense. <laughs> Common sense, he wrote. The pamphlet. He was like uh, he was like the original blogger in some respects. Well, Barbara, thank you again for your inspiration and for educating us. I got to go across the street. I will see you on the Newsmax show. I'm counting on you tuning in 
at 10 p.m. I'll be there with Donald Trump Jr.